This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Welcome into Outkick the Show. I'm your fearless leader, Clay Travis. I hope all of you are having fantastic Fridays. I am about to roll into the weekend, headed down to Florida for just a day or so, um, and uh, we'll be back on Monday. Shouldn't impact any of our programming, but I want to start off the top. Some people say, never share good news. It's a good news-filled show. Uh, this is, of course, Outkick the Show, and I want to give props to Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia for his decision to not support tax increases or increased federal spending in the wake of 9.1% inflation earlier this week, the official announcement that those were the June numbers. Now, if Democrats were rational, Joe Manchin has been right about more in the last two years than any Democrat. Joe Biden has been a disaster. The woke caucus of the Democrat Party has been a disaster. Joe Manchin, senator from West Virginia, drives a Maserati, lives on a houseboat on the Potomac River. This dude has been right about everything. He stopped Joe Biden's Build Back Better Act, which would have added trillions of dollars to the overall national debt and would have pumped even more money into our economy. Joe Manchin was right. He said, no, no, I can't get there. Inflation is too high. If Joe Biden had gotten his way, inflation would be 15 or 20% right now. Credit to Joe Manchin for stopping the money spigot that Joe Biden wanted to continue to spray everywhere as a part of the failed and misguided strategy behind modern monetary theory, which basically held the government could spend as much as they wanted that national debt didn't matter, and that has all gone up in smoke. What Joe Biden's going to try to argue is that the reason why America is in the disastrous straits it is is because he hasn't gotten all of his policies implemented. What reasonably intelligent people out there need to recognize is that if, in fact, Joe Biden had gotten his Build Back Better initiative passed, we would have ended up with even worse inflation. And as bad as things are right now at 9.1% and the fact that we're probably in a recession right now, things would be infinitely worse if Biden had gotten his way. Props to Joe Manchin and Senator Kirsten Sinema from Arizona for just being rational. And it's a testament to how crazy Democrats have become that if Joe Manchin is going to get reelected, far from being a presidential contender in 2024, he's probably going to have to become an uh, independent or a Republican in order to win in 2024 his Senate race in West Virginia. He might still lose. But that's how irrational Democrats have become, that even the only guy in their party 
who correctly analyzed the economic situation and kept us from spiraling even further into absurdity as it pertains to inflation is not able to be a full-fledged member of the Democrat Party. Um, I got to tell you, Joe Biden right now is in Saudi Arabia. He refused to shake hands with Mohammed bin Salman, the default leader of Saudi Arabia, but he instead gave him a fist bump. Now, I don't know about you guys, but a fist bump to me actually connotes more respect and appreciation for someone than a handshake does. I handshake all sorts of people all day long. For the most part, I only fist bump people when they say or do something that I agree with. So I don't know who's in charge of hand gestures in the Biden administration, but they fail on every level. To me, the fist bump is more of a sign of agreement than the handshake. But Biden gave the fist bump. He's also scheduled to speak here from Saudi Arabia in a little bit, and I hope he takes questions. Because if he does, I want for there to be this question asked. Why is it better for the climate for you to travel all the way overseas to Saudi Arabia and beg the Saudis to produce more oil than just produce more oil ourselves in the United States? See, Democrats are selling a lie, and that lie is pretty clear, which is, oh, we can have the Green New Deal in America and we'll limit oil and gas and energy production, but we'll simultaneously go beg Venezuela, Saudi Arabia, Iran, Russia, whenever the war with Ukraine ends, to produce more so that the price of oil isn't that high. Well, let me just ask you a question. How is that any better? Does the planet look around and say, oh, well, there was going to be an issue here, but thankfully the United States is not pumping more oil and gas. The fact that it's coming from Saudi Arabia is making everything healthier. No, It's functionally the same. The oil and gas that is produced anywhere goes to the same result. And so this is crazy that this sort of mind shift or this duplicitous and dishonest hypocrisy is not being called out by the media. Why is it okay to hop on a private jet, fly Air Force One all the way to Saudi Arabia, go on bended knee to beg Saudi Arabia to produce more oil, but we can't just allow American companies to produce more oil and gas in this country. It's a great question. The hypocrisy is staggering. Hopefully somebody in the media will actually ask it. Speaking of crazy, did you see this? Probably you didn't. So Ron Johnson is running for Senate re-election in Wisconsin. And I want everybody to watch this. I'm going to share this clip. There are lots of people running for Senate, governors, complicated Uh, tight races, purple states. uh, Ron Johnson did what I've been asking many people out there in tight races to do. He asked the Democrats who are running for the opportunity to oppose him in Wisconsin to answer a simple question. Do you believe men can get pregnant? Every Democrat running for the nomination in Wisconsin refused to answer the question, Do you believe men can get pregnant? I want you to think about how crazy and how insanely woke Democrats have become. Would you have ever believed that we would find ourselves in a position as a society when you could ask a politician, can men get pregnant? 
and no Democrat politician will say no. They're supposed to be the party of science. Men, newsflash, cannot get pregnant. They won't say that's true because Democrats are afraid of offending the transgender lobby which has built in the idea suddenly into the firmament of their party that men can get pregnant. That is not true. Democrats won't say it. I think it could virtually decide every tight Senate race. New Hampshire, Georgia, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Arizona, Nevada. Those are the ones that are expected to be the tightest. You can toss in North Carolina, Colorado, Washington, wherever we have Senate races going on. I would encourage every Republican candidate, just keep asking that question of your opponent. Can men get pregnant? Yes or no? It's an easy question. Dr. Oz, you got a lot of people that are fans of OutKick, according to your own statements that you've made on Clay and Buck. I want you to listen to me closely. Start asking it. You're a doctor. This is a funny angle. It's a ridiculous angle. Fetterman, who you're running against in Pennsylvania, funny little ad that he did from Snooky on Cameo, if you didn't see it. I'm telling you, this is the way that you win. Herschel Walker, you're running against Raphael Warnock in Georgia. Don't worry about all the attacks that are coming. Just keep hammering this question. Do you believe that men can get pregnant? Georgians don't believe that men can get pregnant. It's going to decide the election if you deliver it well. All across the country, one simple question. The Wisconsin Democrats won't answer it. They won't answer whether men can get pregnant or not because they are afraid of offending their base. We had Dr. Marty McCary on the show today. Dr. McCary is a fantastic guy. Uh, He is a doctor at Johns Hopkins, has advised Glenn Youngkin in Florida, uh, sorry, in Virginia, Uh, Ron DeSantis in Florida, done a fantastic job. Uh, He shared a data point that almost no one is discussing right now. A month now, parents of six-month-old to five-year-old kids have had the opportunity to get them the COVID shot. Do you know what percentage of parents in the nation of six-month to five-year-old kids are getting their kids the COVID shot? 2%. One in every 50 parents of six-month to five-year-olds are getting them the COVID shot. Evidently, all of those parents are blue checks on Twitter, but the reason that they're getting the shot for their kids, the reason why no one's getting the COVID shot for their kids is because the data is clear. Dr. McCary told us it only has a 4% effective rate in young children, according to some recent studies. This is madness to be getting any of your kids the COVID shot. I told you, my 11-year-old, my 7-year-old, they're not getting the COVID shot. They're just not going to get it. They probably already had COVID, like 75-plus percent of kids already have. I've already had COVID twice. My wife's had it. Probably our kids have had it too. They're not going to get the COVID shot. And increasingly, almost every parent in America, 98% of parents in America are refusing to get their kids, the COVID shot. Hey, Clay Travis here. We'll be right back. But first, here's a word. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. 
It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Um, I want to talk about Gavin Newsom for a moment. Did you see Gavin Newsom waited until Joe Biden left for Israel and then showed up at the White House, not wearing his jacket, sleeves rolled up. He probably walked right into the Oval Office and put his feet up on the Resolute desk. This is such a disrespectful move that I can't help but respect it. I can't ever remember somebody going to the White House after the president had left and doing media at the White House without the president there. They are basically acknowledging now, Democrats are, that Joe Biden is a completely empty suit. They're even showing up where he lives at his own home when he isn't there and doing media availabilities. It's so disrespectful of Gavin Newsom. I can't help but respect it a bit. Uh, ESPN. Remember when I told you that ESPN is headed for complete and total disaster as a business? And I started writing this several years ago, talking about cord cutting and how ESPN was going to lose all of its subscribers. And now ESPN has gone from around 100 million subscribers to somewhere south of 75 million. And cord cutting is continuing. Well, they said, and they're trying to argue publicly, well, you know, we're going to have ESPN Plus as a streaming service and it's going to save us. And I told you the reality is that ESPN, the channel, is the Titanic and that ESPN Plus is the Titanic Part 2 and that both of those are sinking simultaneously and there is no lifeboat strategy. ESPN is a part of Disney. Disney now is at an eight-year low for its stock price. If you had bought Disney all the way back in 2014, done nothing but hold it, not even factoring in inflation, you now have lost money. So ESPN is so desperately losing money hand over fist on streaming that they just announced today that they are going to increase the price for ESPN Plus by 43%. So that ESPN Plus, now on a monthly basis, costs more than ESPN itself does. And yet still, they're going to be losing billions of dollars on streaming products. ESPN is a dead business walking. And I don't know how they're going to survive going forward as a viable business entity. But remember who is telling you this story while everybody else is pretending that it isn't going on. All right, we got some fun. We got some fun out there. Uh, Mark Cuban. Owner of the Dallas Mavericks, billionaire, used to come after me all the time and tweet at me and everything else. I don't have anything against Mark Cuban. I think he just lost his mind during the Trump administration. Mark Cuban told the funny story, and I was actually listening to this. We wrote about it at OutKick. Mark Cuban says back in 1986, he was out partying at Vegas, and Bill Gates, whose Microsoft company had just gone public, 
stole all the girls that he was with in the bar back in 1986. I didn't know that Bill Gates was a pussy magnet. And by the way, this is before Bill Gates' relationship with Jeffrey Epstein, which is its own story. But Bill Gates, out at the bar, Mr. Steel Yo Chick, Bill Gates, went and took the girls from Mark Cuban back in 1986. Cuban says he was worth around a million dollars at the time. Bill Gates was worth around $350 million. And the ladies in Vegas, they got a cent for it. They know who has money. And Bill Gates walked right out of the bar with all Mark Cuban's girls. Pretty funny story. Uh, Tiger, not a funny story. But British Open's going on right now. Tiger did not make the cut. Finished at the 18th green. And I hope you go check out the video at outkick.com of how, you can also go to my Twitter feed, at Clay Travis, of how incredibly impressive the scene was as Tiger walked up to the 18th green. Recovering from the awful uh, shattered leg incident that he had in that Palos Verdes era, LA area car crash. I don't know that Tiger Woods is ever going to be able to play golf at a very high level again. He certainly can continue for years and years to go on tour and play at the Masters. I'm sure the British Open will have him and the PGA uh, and the U.S. Open. I don't know that he'll ever be able to contend at a high level in a golf tournament again. But that moment on 18 at the British Open, for anyone who loves golf, it was emotionally stirring, incredible, phenomenal scene as everyone cheered Tiger Woods as he walked off the green there. I played on Wednesday. On Wednesday night, I went and I played blitzball. The dads of the 11-year-old baseball team went up against the 11-year-olds. And these kids, I got to be honest with you, this is not a wiffle ball. It's a little bit different of a ball. It's called a blitz ball. If you got kids or you're a kid or you're watching whatever, it's different. It doesn't have the holes in it like the uh, usual wiffle ball did. But I went up to bat, and I think this is on video somewhere because the kids weren't even worried about playing defense. They were just standing around with their phones and their iPads filming the dads try to bat. I didn't even take it off my shoulder I could barely see this blitz ball based on some of these kids and how they were throwing it. I'm pretty good at wiffle ball. I've never seen a ball move like these blitz balls were moving. And I don't know what the speed was on some of these 11-year-old, almost 12-year-old kids, but I feel like they were throwing the ball 180 miles an hour. Seems physically impossible. I'm pretty confident that it was going 180. Your boy got walked, got walked, and then got a ground ball base hit. That's what I would call dad victory. Also, no sprained ankles or pulled hamstrings. Shoulders still in good shape. No injuries. That's also called a victory. Finally, a couple more things. This is a bad story. Los Angeles is reportedly bringing back masks in two weeks. All of you imbeciles that are living in LA and thought to yourself, oh, COVID's over. It's been three years. Masks are done. We're going to be able to go back to normal. No, masks don't work. They have zero impact. You can compare the data from L.A. and Orange County. Orange County people are sane. They aren't required to wear masks. The data between L.A. and Orange County are nearly identical, multi-years now. Yet L.A. is reportedly going to bring back their mask requirement because people have lost their minds. And while Democrats 
claim to be the party of science. They are not the party of science. They are anti-science because anyone who defends masks at this point in time is absolutely insane and does not care about the truth. Congratulations, L.A. Probably the housing market in all the red states is going to go again on fire because everybody's fed up with California. California lost population last two years. First time it's happened since it became a state in 1850. Let me repeat that. California, from the time it became a state all the way up to 2020, never lost population. It always grew. 2020, 2021, 2022, population declined because people are voting with their feet and they're bailing on Gavin Newsom's state of California. Finally, Gwen Stefani, maybe my wife's favorite performer. Been to see her in concert back in the day with no doubt. Gwen Stefani is under fire for having dreadlocks in a new music video. Uh, Evidently, dreadlocks are considered cultural appropriation. Let me be clear with everyone out there. Cultural appropriation does not exist. It is a made-up concept. By which I mean this. The entire purpose of humanity is to culturally appropriate the best inventions of all humans. Coffee was culturally appropriated potentially from Ethiopia. Now almost everyone drinks it. Democracy was culturally appropriated from Greece and from Rome. Now most of the successful countries in the world have democracy. The internet was created not by Al Gore, but by Americans, by and large, and now the entire world has the internet. The fork, the chopsticks, the wheel itself, humanity is about adopting the best possible creations around the world. The race, the culture of the creator does not matter. Appropriation is a good thing. It's an endorsement of your creation and it is the very foundation of human life. We all take the best inventions and make them our own. That is how the world works. So Gwen Stefani or anyone else, you cannot culturally appropriate. You can only pick that which is good and allow it to spread. I love all of you. My name is Clay Travis. DBAP, unless you need to SBAP, I hope you have fantastic weekends. I will be back on Monday with Clay and Buck and with Outkick the Show. I'll also be on Sean Hannity tonight. Lots of programs, lots of activity. I appreciate all of you hanging out with me. I will talk to you on Monday.